The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. And you have reached Strike Point. Webmaster Radio stretches his microphones across the Atlantic to bring you Strike Point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Welcome to StrikePoint. Once again, we are live this Monday covering the space of SEO from a European point of view. So, are you with me, Dave? Oh, yeah. Feels good. <laughs> so, today we're going to pick up on the last show we had broadcasting live, which is kind of like a couple of weeks ago, I think, maybe even three weeks. Um, we were talking about um, Google now putting new um, guidelines in place that... Um, was about to wipe out MFA and arbitrage sites. Um, so we talked about it last time, and we had um, Jensen's and uh, Shuwani on the show, and they are back today, as promised. So we're going to get back to that in just a few minutes. Um, going to talk about a few more interesting things. There was a website launch that I kind of find very interesting. I got a bit involved partly on it, uh, but that's not why. It's a site called avvo.com. It's a site that rates lawyers. Wow. <laughs> it's a U.S. site, of course, and, of course, lawyers don't hate, don't like to be rated. So um, I think it only took, like, a couple of days before they have the first uh, lawsuit coming in. Uh, we can talk <laughs> just a little bit about interesting site. Um, yeah, I'm going to have a rant about e-commerce systems in general. I have some things to say about them. <laughs> and then we, I came back from uh, SMS in, uh, SMX in Seattle just last week, and unfortunately, you didn't make it, Dave. No, I was actually on vacation with my family, which is uh, slightly new for me. Um, I don't tend to take that much time off, but apparently, I earn enough money, so therefore, I can, and therefore, I do. Nah, but uh, I understand, you know, I have a, <laughs> a wife and a couple of kids myself, and you do actually need to take some time off to yes. enjoy yourself with it. <laughs> So anyway, um, maybe we should take a, a short break and um, present the sponsors of the show, and then we'll get back with um, Jen and Shumani that's hopefully going to be online with us. So um, let's uh, roll the jingles and be back in a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, BOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25 percent recurring commission on all products and services bloggers make sure to check out the botw blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web 
finds you joining top payouts and unparalleled affiliate support is as easy as xy7.com. Just call 1-866-XY7-PAYS and see how it pays to join XY7 for increased conversions and higher revenue via the newest and hottest ad campaigns. Call 1-866-XY7-PAYS today or sign up at xy7.com and find out why thousands of other successful affiliate marketers already know. So don't wait. Call now. 1-866-XY7-PAYS. That's 1-866-XY7-PAYS. XY7.com. The only ad network you'll ever need to get paid. XY7.com. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound, while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com. Come today. Brady residents. Hi, this is Mark with WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm calling to talk to you about affiliate marketing. Look the way they are nowadays. You can't hear the words well enough to understand that what you would have heard is something you wouldn't have understood anyway. I agree. That's why on Wednesdays at 12 noon Eastern, we bring you Affiliate Thing, the grooviest affiliate marketing radio show on the web. Wow! Boy, groovy. Wow. Far out. Wait a minute. Who else is on this line? Jan Brady. Hi, Jan. For saying too bad, she's a loser. A loser? Yeah. That's exactly what I am, a born loser. Oh, well, don't say that. You've got to have confidence in yourself. I do have confidence. I'm confident that I'm a no-talent loser. Well, if you want to build your confidence, then log on to Webmaster Radio. FM every Wednesday at noon for Affiliate Thing with Sean Collins and Lisa Piccarelli. And you'll be as smart as your sister, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! I hope you've learned something from all of this. Yes, that Webmaster Radio is the destination for education and entertainment. You are the grooviest. Wow, you can ride my range anytime. Um, uh, no thanks. Uh, I really gotta go now. Get hooked, wrapped, and dished. All week long on webmasterradio.fm. Your destination for education and entertainment. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to Strike Point. (laughs) I'm not quite with it today, as you may tell. Um, And I think Michael is just going to re-announce the show. Um, as we said before the break, we the last show that we did through like holidays and meetings and all the rest of it was just before um, I was going to say Microsoft then just before Google was bringing out the arbitrage against made for AdSense sites, and we had kind of like two sides of the fence. The Jen was saying this was going to happen, and Jeremy was saying I don't think it'll hit the big boys. Um, now they've rolled it out, we thought we'd bring back those two guys and see um, what actually happened. Because to be honest with you, I've not really been checking. Um, so hopefully we have Jen and Jeremy on the line. Do we, guys? I'm here. I'm here as well. Welcome. Hey. That's what I like to see. No one told me if you were here, Jeremy. 
<laughs> okay. Well, thanks for having me. No, I'm mean, always welcome. So, so what, um, I mean, Jeremy, from your point of view, you know, like, the art side of stuff. Did you see any of the big guys get hit? No. In fact, we spent, you know, we just spent the last week with uh, Shopping.com and Half.com, a lot of the eBay properties, and just asked them, and they just kind of laughed it off. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, the big people that are doing arbitrage, none of them have been touched. So is this more of a let's get the little guys again then? Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, people, you know, Google is so reactionary, you know, and, and um, they have to show, I guess, examples to kind of quiet the masses. So they pick out a few people that don't really make a difference and send them letters and they scream in the forum so that people are happy because they think they're doing something about it. And that's what I think happened. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's kind of weird. I mean... I still see, like, the Arb Boys Arbin, but I do see it on a much more controlled fashion these days, um, where the landing pages seem to be much nicer, and they do seem to be pulling in content now. My guess is that's more for quality page score than actually uh, a business model. Um, Jen, I mean, what did you see? I mean, there are definitely people that got hit by it, for sure. And there's also a lot of people that it, the thing that I found interesting, and maybe it's what Google was kind of hoping would happen, is a lot of the people saw that some of these publishers were getting this email saying your account was going to be suspended as of June 1st, and a lot of them went, you know, oh crap, and kind of went, you know, working, you know, 24 hours a day, getting content on the site, like doing stuff to make it look, make their site look less like your standard arbitrage site, so that if Google did go along and as if they were going down the list or however they were doing it because things were definitely staggered with people getting this email. Maybe if you were one of the lucky ones who got checked later on in the big list of ARB sites and you had cleaned up your act a bit, you didn't get hit with it. But there were definitely, there were definitely people out there that were scrambling to get real content or get writers going really, really fast. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Are we going to see a second round of this? Uh, are they going to go to the next level, do you think? Well, now that they have given the AdWords, publish or the AdWords advertisers the tools to kind of see where their ads are going, it could be that they are going to just... It's going to be a non-existent problem. Yeah, I mean... Do you no, think that, the, I mean, the one thing is... Do you think that when... With the AdWords you can always, side of things... If, hey, you actually block an ad. We got we got a couple of people talking. <laughs> I can hardly hear Jeremy. Are you there, Jeremy? Sorry. Yeah, I'm here. I, I think we t kind of talked over each other. I go ahead. Okay, I was going to say with with the AdWords thing, um, the way that they brought this in now, that you're going to be able to see where your your dollars going, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they, if you get blocked, that Google should actually tell the Ad, the AdSense, adverti the ads, ads, what do they call them? AdSense mm, publishers, that this has happened? Um, or do you think it will just all be kept under, under wraps and you will find that after so many like negatives that you will actually just be suspended? Well, I think that, um, I think it would be pretty stupid if Google went and showed publishers what sites have decided that they don't want their ads showing on their site, I think that would just be a bad move all around. But I, I am 
if I was Google anyway, I would definitely have some sort of filter that if your site is getting um, filtered out by X number of advertisers, that there's obviously something about the site that should be looked at and considered. You know, is this if so many advertisers are saying we don't want our ads on this site? Is that the kind of site that you really want in the publisher program? Obviously, so advertisers aren't getting the warm and fuzzy feeling about it. So, okay, I, w I want to play the devil's advocate here. Um, so, if you, I mean, had a, a large site that was sending uh, a lot of impressions, but not many click-throughs, and the conversion wasn't so great, wouldn't you want Google to tell you that? you have a problem with their AdWords customers so that you can look at your site and rectify it, a bit like the MFA site, you know what I mean? It's like they, they, they fired a warning shot and, and let people put the, the shops in order. Well, they I mean, can definitely like, do I something. I mean, Jeremy has a, a very big forum that, that used to run AdSense all over. I, I think, do you still run AdSense on it, Jeremy, or not? Uh, yeah, still do. Yeah, yeah. So wouldn't you like it if... Some of the, the people, the AdWords people, if they were thinking, actually, I don't like his converting traffic, wouldn't you like Google to sort of like let you know that this was happening so that you can maybe look at replacing and re-optimizing where your ads were placed? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, just if I could even play more on that, we, you know, the the uh, the actual advertiser can tell which one, you know, very easily which. URLs are sending even through AdWords. They can see the referring URLs and tell which ones are converting for them. You know, so we were actually approached by a few different advertisers who were, you know, who, who basically use Google as a vehicle to find out which URLs are converting well. For Have them. I so lost those gentlemen being lost there? I'm I'm talking. I don't know if you can hear me, but yeah, I, 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 you just came back there, Jeremy. You kind of dropped a little bit there. Okay, I, I was just saying, you know, people, this can go either way with Google, and, you know, people can use them as a vehicle to see, you know, which referring URLs. I mean, all AdWords people, they still see in their logs the referring URLs. So, you know, they can say, okay, this site converted good for me. I'm going to approach them directly and cut out Google. Or they can say, this site sucked for me, and I'm going to tell Google I don't want to be displayed on them. I think we take a short break and be right back in a minute. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> Click tracks. All new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, ClickTracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. One, one traffic for results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. Go get 
bullied by the big guys. LookSmart is your budget-friendly online advertising alternative, offering businesses of all sizes affordable, targeted, pay-per-click advertising. And whenever you need help, whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, LookSmart offers accessible customer support for all advertisers, no matter the size. We call it pay-per-click power to the people, and it's only available here at LookSmart. Log on to ppcpowertothepeople.com and join the revolution today. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Bebop Byron here from Life Tips. Howdy. My name's Josie Wales. Ah. Well, you, I don't know if you've seen my Stetson. Yeah, they're making those these days. They're shakes and business executives. Woods. So I say that's for special occasions. He's got the panache. Yeah, it means flamboyance. I think for people losing their hair like I am, it's a genetic thing with me. Yeah. You're a legend in your own mind. Cowboy hats are part of my heritage. What are you talking about? All my relatives on both sides of my family are from Texas. Whoa. We're not just going to let you walk out of here. A-okay. Let's get to it. Go ahead. Make my day. I wanted to just ask a little bit about your strategy. Smith, Wesson, and me. Run for the high hills. You can get lost night here. Go ahead. Make your day. Every Wednesday with Byron White and his trusty sidekick, Melanie, on Live Tips. Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Even the wild, wild west. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point. It seems that uh, we are having a little bit of difficulties, technical. <laughs> um, I think Dave was kicked off and then uh, we kind of lost connection. So I hope we're all back again and we're online. Are you with us, Dave? Okay, so Dave is coming on in just a second. I think we still have uh, Jen and Shumani with us, right? I'm here. I'm That's here. good. <laughs> so let's continue where we where we ended just before the break. Uh, we were talking about the different kind of um, of publishers that might or might not have been hit by this. Personally, I've seen in Denmark. I, I haven't noticed any any of the publishers here uh, across the board of various qualities. Let's put it that way. Uh, I haven't seen anybody shouting about getting kicked out. Um, I haven't experienced anything here. But you mentioned, uh, Jen, that you, you've seen sites that uh, have been um, affected by this. Yeah, there were, I mean, there definitely were international sites that got hit. However, I'm not sure if they were non-English or English. So it could have been just English sites that were hit. I'm not sure yeah. if alternate languages or Danish or whatever. No, I mean, it could just be a coincidence because it doesn't, it doesn't make any logic to, to not uh, monitor those sites as well. And um, and I mean they they do have uh, editors that that can review a Danish website, so it's not a problem from that point of view. 
Yeah, I guess it just depends where their priority lies. They could just think the problem is larger in English sites at the moment. It probably is. Or maybe non-English advertisers haven't screamed loud enough yet. Yeah, I mean, on on a level... uh, um, uh, on a on a production level or a value level, of course, the Danish sites are much smaller than 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 some of the the, the UK or US based sites that are pulling more money. You know, with um, one thing that that Google gets, that I don't think Yahoo still gets is, I mean, like uh, Yahoo just keeps trying to do it right. I think Google's been kind of pioneering the way to do it right. I believe that you know what they're doing is the right way to do it. I mean, if the if the advertisers are getting a bad return on investment, then the whole freaking thing's going to come tumbling down. So, you know, yeah, I think I, I think maybe they were seeing that, that and too. thought they had to. You know, who knows? Maybe some of the bigger arbitrage sites are delivering quality return on investment. I think, and that's kind of what I was saying in the first go-around on this was, you know, I think really it's not so much against the, uh, you know, the made-for-adsense sites or the arbitragers as much as it is just getting a good return on investment for the AdWords advertisers because, you know, they're doing it as a, as a keyword on just a flat level, like per keyword, not like per site, even though supposedly they have smart pricing in place and it's working magically. But i got to think that, you know, by them hand, you know, picking out these sites and saying you're not allowed anymore, that kind of so much for smart pricing. <laughs> I think you're, are you being ironic on the smart pricing thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of like the algorithm. You know, when the when the regular search algorithm fails, and then you know they have to hand edit a site. I mean, it's kind of, in my opinion, what they're doing right now with arbitrage and MFAs is instead of you know smart pricing doing its magic, they're saying, okay, let's just yank this one or this account because it's just not returning a good investment for our for our you know for our advertisers and. And that's where all the money comes from. So no advertisers, then the whole thing comes down. And, you know, that's, that's a huge portion of Google's revenue. I think it's like almost 90% of Google's income comes from that. So they, they can't have, you know, bad returns on their, on their investment. Yeah. We hear you, Dave. Here's a perfect example from, of what annoys me more than anything, okay? Um, I just did a search in the U.K. for Crocs. I want to post these into the chat room because I don't really want to like shout them out over the radio because I don't think that's fair on the people and the people in the chat room get to see them. But this is the sort of shit that really gets to me, okay? If you look at that link there, that is, there's an advertise here link that takes you straight back to Google, okay? That is so, so, so annoying. And if you look at it, what they're doing is that I did the search for Crocs and there I say, are you looking for Crocs Cayman? Because the Cayman ones... Uh, higher bid price than the Croc ones. Now, that is just taking the piss for all of the other Google advertisers that were just there, you know, in my opinion. And then you get basically these guys that are doing, that's one of the fellas, um, and the other one, these are all, I'm just clicking on the ads and bringing them straight out from the, the UK side of it. And uh, that was that one, and that one. Is it, believe it or not, guys, those are two different sites, okay? And it's like you look at it, and again, it's just, this is just bad, you know what I mean? This is the sort of thing that, I know Jeremy wants this to live forever kind of thing, Mm -hmm. um, but I I don't think this is doing 
the end user any good. Oh, I, I agree with you. I think you make great points. I mean, you know I mean, and, and it's one. Of, I mean, it's like if if they're adding some kind of value, you know what I mean, then that's great. But when it's just that straight on click, oh, I'm 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 back. You know what I mean? It's it's like the um, stumble upon traffic. You know what I mean? It's like you buy it in cheap, pump it into a, a PPC page, and just hope the hell that they click more than um, you're going to pay for. And there's, I can't see the business model in that lasting for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that that was the panel that kind of spurred this whole thing was when Kim Malone was kind of up there on the on the panel, and, and Chris Jones and everybody was, you know, just demonstrating how somebody goes from listing to listing to listing, and they were just demonstrating like eight listings, but until the person finally found the page they wanted. So yeah, I don't. I, I agree with you. I mean, that's a terrible experience for the user. There's no value add there, and those people are just getting paid for nothing. Yeah, um, I think the, the one that I think was the classic one was that I noticed that with um, one of the ones, the first one I posted into the chat room, they actually block their own ads from showing, um, which shopping. <laughs> Never did. You know what I mean? Their ads would always show, so you could click on it, and you're on their site, and their ad would show, so you could click on it again, and click on it again, and click on it again, and just keep running it through their website, and keep clicking on their own advertisement that was costing them money, and they were getting a little rake of the percentage back. Um, at least these guys in the UK are doing a much better job of it. They, I mean, they're actually filtering out their own, which I think is most probably against the... Terms of service with Google, unless these are our. But friends. you're allowed to block your own site. You can just filter it out in either yeah. uh, your AdSense account or your uh, AdWords account. You, I mean, have you? Mm, see, that's just kind of that just opens up a whole other kind of whoop ass, doesn't it? You know I mean, if the, if they're really going after the ab guys, yeah, that feature shouldn't be there. If you're bidding on keywords and send them to your own website where you're showing AdSense, yeah, then hang on a minute, isn't that by definition an ARB type situation? I guess it is. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? It's like what they're doing is, you know what I mean? In my eyes, you know what I mean? It's like I didn't even know that was a, a, a feature. I thought that the guys in the UK there that I posted into the chat room I thought they were doing something a little bit sneaky. Um, and if that's a, a valid way of doing it, hey, ask. I'll take the deal. Sign me up. You know what I mean? Because that is just license to print money. And you look at, I mean, it's very clever the way they get past the, the filter systems, but it, it's nothing apart from a whole load of feeds mixed together. Um, and away you go. It's, uh, I know. It, it leaves a, a funny kind of taste in my mouth, that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but I just don't think that you should be allowed, if you're buying AdWords, you shouldn't be allowed to block your own URL showing up because you're kind of saying, that's the strongest signal I could think of as you're showing yourself as being an app site. It has to be because you're sending traffic to your own website and your revenue model is AdSense. Well, I run that. I went. I blah blah blah. I run AdWords campaigns, and I block my own URLs. 
Well, it's nothing to do with... Um, so you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's not ARB. It's just I see no point in spending money to advertise my site when they're already there. But it's not an ARB site. It's, just, it's you know, content. Are you sure? <laughs> so <laughs> the goal of the user isn't to have them. It's stickiness. Do you, do you, do you want to like, enlighten us to how your content is different to all those other made-for-ads? In the arbitrage? Well, I mean, it's actual article or whatever. It's not your standard scraped content. Oh, not all MFAs are scraped. I mean, you can get... I know I, I don't want to upset any of our foreign viewers, but you can employ um, English students from the Philippines for like $3 a day, and they can pump out a lot of articles of genuine research content, and you can stick... AdSense all over that and add straight into it. I know someone who's doing that very successfully at the moment. Um, and that's so scalable. You know what I mean? $3 a day, you know what I mean? Any website you're throwing traffic into, you can uh, make money back out of that. Yeah, there was a, there was a guy at, at one of the conferences who came up and talked to me, and he was showing me his AdSense stats, who was basically just... You ever seen how stuff works? It basically just goes into detail about, mm-hmm. you know how things work, like everything. And, I mean, that's, that's not this guy's site, but it's basically a clone almost of it. And, uh, and the guy was doing well over six figures a month and had been for the last year. And, it's, and, and you know, the top, basically, before you hit the fold is, is all AdSense ads. And, he, and, he, and that was actually, you know, he's been working with Google in their custom, you know, team or whatever it is, and they're the ones that suggested. I mean, he's actually a premium publisher. He's got special formats. You know, it's it's really nice looking formats and everything. I mean, Google's working for him. They're the ones telling him where to place them. Um, you know, so I mean, it's it's obviously working from uh, there for all four in that instance. Yeah, and it, you know, I mean, it's like the the one the one thing that gets me about that kind of system is that you can't stop it. You know what I mean? It's it. You just totally can't. Um, and when I mean, we got adv- um, we got advised by Google to change some of our ad placements, and and they basically why didn't you try two of these big ones at the top? Because uh, last time we tried that, you smart prices, and then banned our AdSense account, which wasn't so fun. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like they are so. You know what I mean? It's like. They want people to click those ads. They just don't want everybody out there to know that they want people to click those ads. <laughs> I, th- I think that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. <laughs> but you're right, and I don't even do, I, I don't know about this, but I don't. I wouldn't think that the people that helps optimizing are the same people evaluating whether websites should be be pulled from the from the program. So, so on one end of Google, people could be, be telling you, as you say, Dave, to do stuff that, that Google AdSense people in the other end are going to ban you for. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I've had AdSense people telling me that my site is poorly optimized and that I should put, in their words, you know what I mean, I should put two big ad blocks at the top of the page. The design lends itself to that. I'm like, dude, last time I did that, you destroyed a network of mine. I'd rather not take the risk. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, and it is, you know what I mean? It's like, and it's not that hard now, you know what I mean? The, 
I mean, I'd, it's so easy to get banned if you don't have enough high converting traffic. You can have the worst traffic in the world as long as you make that percentage break that it converts for somebody somewhere down the line. Yeah, you're not going to get banned. Um, and to me, I just think that there's something wrong in the whole system. Um, I think the system's great, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? It's like people have made a lot of money out of AdWords legitimately, people have made a lot of money out of AdSense legitimately, but you've got this situation where there's this grey area in the middle, and I think that Google needs to say either A, yeah, you just can't run AdSense on these websites. If it's not good enough for our index, it's not good enough for our ad network, and I don't see that in play today. No, definitely not. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's, that's one of the, I mean, there was a guy only a few weeks ago selling a whole network of AdSense sites, yeah? They were all banned in Google, and they're all still allowed to run AdSense on it. And there's maybe, I don't know, 900 of them in there. I mean, to me, it's like, dude, it's like, how can you run AdSense on there when every one of them is banned out of the search engine? But I, I used to... Um I'm not really involved with that account anymore, so I guess I can say it. But I used to run an account up until recently, um, and no, the account has not been banned, that um, have a lot of, of those kind of sites, and, um, you know, just not... They're, they're heard in Google uh, Organic, you know, they're all banned from Google Organic, but AdSense still run on, on, on these sites, and they get some traffic from Amazon and Yahoo, so it's not all the traffic you wanted, but it's still traffic it's enough to money. It's free traffic, though, isn't it? It's it absolutely is, it's free traffic. You know what I mean? It's like you just throw crap out there. The other search engines pick it up, and they just send traffic, and you just pick up your AdSense check. You know what I mean? And it's like, to me, there's there's something wrong in that. Um, and I can see that changing somewhere down the lines, um, but I can't see it changing for a while. No, it's probably not going to go away just overnight. But anyway, uh, it was good to have you both back, um, Jen and Shu. Uh, I'm not sure if we are going to talk more about this or if that's about it for today. But um, anyway, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can join us whenever you want. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I, you know I can have you whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys should take that part of it offline. <laughs> anyway, it was good to have them here. I think we need to take just a small break and um, get the sponsors on. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. 
boys and you girls too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new fangled plasma TVs? Well, cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's cousin Jeremy. Get on over to MILNICmedia.com and we'll have you so happy you'll be squealing like a pig. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's gonna blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com and use coupon code LUNATIX to get $28 off. Attention webmasterradio.fm loyal listeners and our premium podcasters. If you are experiencing trouble listening or downloading from webmasterradio.fm, you can help us help you. Help you. Email us at support at webmasterradio.fm. That's support at webmasterradio.fm. Our staff will go into action to fix broken links, podcasts, and streaming issues. Webmasterradio.fm is dedicated to providing the most optimized listening experience anywhere. Webmasterradio.fm is proud to stream our first-class program by providing multiple listen live links on our homepage via our new content delivery network, Akamai. Help us to keep everyone in the B2B business world connected to webmasterradio.fm. Radio's virtual autobahn. Webmasterradio.fm, moving at the speed of light. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back. I hope that it's not all buffering left and right. Um, I'm having a few problems with my phone line, but I'm sure the studio will record it all, and you can get it down on the podcast later anyway. Yeah, and I guess actually that's what most people do. I think it's a minority that hears the show live, which is a pity because I hope more people are doing it live and more people will come into the chat. It's great. We have usually like somewhere around 50 users going live with us in the chat, and uh, that's great. But even more of you are welcome to join. Anyway, we're back with the show. And uh, so what are we going to talk about, Dave? Um, yeah, I just want to give you very short report from SMX in Seattle, especially since uh, this was the first uh, conference in that new name ever, and it was pretty much a lot of the team from the old Search Engine Strategies SES conferences. Uh, as most of you know, Danny um, Sullivan left Incisive Media and uh, formed his own company, Third Floor Media, uh, Third Door Media, sorry. <laughs> and... Um, Chris Sherman, that also been hosting uh, Search Engine Strategies and helped out um, 
programming the event, um, also joined Danny in SMX, and also Karen DeVise, that used to be, I think the title was Director of um, Conferences or something like that, Incisive, and before that, Jupiter. She's been arranging uh, a lot of the practical stuff about around the conferences for years. So that is a very strong team, and there's also, of course, a bunch of other people involved. Um, but all in all, a great team, and um, all in all, it was a very good conference they did. I think they did a couple of things that particularly uh, was um, was very good to me. Um, first of all, they aimed the conference at a more advanced um, audience, so there was no basic sessions at all, and it was kind of expected that people knew the basic stuff in, 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 in the sessions, so that's where it all started from, and to be honest, there was actually a lot more... Uh, advanced and I would say maybe intelligent or interesting questions coming up and a lot less of the basic stuff that we used to see. But of course there was some of it and there were certainly uh, some sessions that maybe should have been more advanced than they were and blah, blah, blah. But all in all, I think that whole idea about making more advanced was um, was working out right. Uh, yeah, another thing it's they one did, of the, the hardest uh, things to do that, isn't it? Measure the audience before the audience is actually there. Um, I think that... If you have uh, the, the advanced tracks where there is no real presentations per se, that you basically get a touch feel from the audience and then start ramping up the advancement, if that makes sense, if, or even that, if that's even a word. Um, you know what I mean? So that we did it in one of our little shows where it was like, as soon as you realized that where the level of expertise was, you could start your, the presentations from that level. Um, but I, it's yeah. I mean, the SES stuff is. I think the basic tracks are most probably way too basic for webmasters these days. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 something you can do if you run a smaller event uh, um, and you're less uh, speakers having more time to go around the day. Um, but I think, and, and you can do that with a crowd of maybe I don't know twenty or fifty people. But if you ha- sit in front of a crowd of like six, or seven, or eight hundred people. It, it's really difficult to, to get any idea of the average uh, level in that group of people. And, and, and besides that, a lot of the, the, the speakers at these conferences uh, have to do a lot of homework to, to get whatever they want to uh, speak about um, ready and, and prepared. And most of them probably wouldn't be able to just uh, stand up there and do like a, a live uh, presentation of, of whatever comes up. Um, I'm sure that a lot of good presenters would not feel comfortable about that that way of doing it in a in a large crowd. But anyway, oh, I, um, I think the 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 idea of making the sessions more advanced and but he also uh, uh, they also market uh, um, the, the the conference. So they actually call the conference SMX Advanced to highlight it and and pointing out specifically that there would be no basic sessions. So the audience that came to that conference, uh, I would think most of them already knew that it would be a more advanced uh, conference. Yeah. Um, um, from what I've read so far on the, the web about it anyway, it seems that it was, there was a good success rate in it. And I know if anyone in the industry can actually pull it to the right levels, it's going to be Danny anyway. So it's... Uh, yeah. Future looks really there, good. There, there, there was a couple of other things that that goes beyond just the content of the sessions that was really good about this conference. And one thing particularly was the service level. 
First of all, it was back to the good old days with real food for lunch, like a real buffet and, and real meat with like a chef cutting it up for you and, and you know, nice prepared meat and you could sit down. It was real silverware and, and all that, you know. It was like a real meal. And during the whole day, there was constantly um, open in this dining area where there were coffee and, and Cokes and candy of all different kinds and fruits and cakes and stuff. So there was like, you could, you could just spend your day in there. You didn't have to go out to pick out a Coke in the middle of the day because there was nothing to drink like, like we're getting used to at so many other conferences. The, the service level was just high. And I know, I know it cost a lot of money with these conference hotels when you when you tell them to have coffee all day or, or, or extra biscuits or cookies or chips or whatever, it all costs a lot of money. So, I mean, they pay for it, but it does make a big difference. Everybody was pointing out how, how good that level uh, was, and I hope they, they're going to keep, keep it there. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's one of the things that I hate most about Becky. <laughs> My wife is coming to get a laptop, and it's still connected to the network. And that was going to be me disconnected from the internet for a short period in time there as it all slipped out through the, the door, so to speak. Um, what I was going to say, though, it's those boxed lunches. It's like I can't think of the last time that I went to a conference and I actually ate one of those unless I've been so, like, so ill that I've needed to have something inside me to stop me from dying, so to speak. Yeah, and I mean, it's also, but also the, the fact that there was coffee and drinks and, and snacks throughout the day, that, that I know a lot of people pointed out as being really nice, uh, that you could take a cup of coffee whenever you wanted. You know, it's not that big of a deal, but it, it still is. And um, people pointed that out, and we're very uh, happy about that. Also, another thing that, that may change over time with ASMX is the fact that this conference was so much smaller. It's kind of funny talking about a conference with a thousand, a thousand attendees as being small, but compared to the conferences we have in New York and Chicago and, and San Jose, a thousand attendees is pretty small. And I think that was yeah. about the number. But and, 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 it, and it was very kind of cozy feel to it. You actually got around to talk to most of the people that you wanted to talk to. And and like some of the, uh, the the late night events, there were a few uh, parties going on that week. Uh, if you went to one of those parties, you could actually go and look for for a person and find him. <laughs> you know, it's not like some of the parties in in New York and San Jose where there's like four or five or six or seven or eight thousand people. It's just more like a festival. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but that you know, I don't know. That may may change with SMX because I guess they probably want to grow these conferences. Any other smart business people would. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Um, I just want to say something. That I just had an email now, okay? And if people out there insist on spamming me, yeah, and you host on GoDaddy, I promise you, yeah, I will get you shut down. Yeah, it's happening now. So anyone who's hit me in the last few weeks quite hard, yeah, you're going to find that your account's going to get locked down tomorrow morning. Okay, just a friendly word of warning. Um, it may be awful. too late, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you've got like a couple of hours left, haven't you, the day? Go! <laughs> anyway, just to round off um, SMX, um, for, for all you guys in uh, Europe, it may interest you that SMX is coming to Europe later this year. Uh, you can go to... Um, 
Danish website. I, for, I always forget the name of the SMX uh, conference website, but just search for SMX in, in Google. They're not number one, but I think they're number three or something, so you can find it there. Um, they're coming to London, and they're coming to Stockholm. That's uh, my homeland, or at least close by. So um, they're coming to Stockholm and London later this year. I think it's in October, November, or something like that. And I guess you're going to be around for these ones, um, right, Dave? Well, if I get invited... Yeah, <laughs> you will. You will. You never know. You, you, I may lose it. You know what I mean? It's like you, you don't stay top of the game forever, um, but you never know. No, uh, but we, we we like to keep you around for the fun of it. Yeah, I will definitely be for the anyway. European ones. I will definitely be there. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I just want to recommend that everybody uh, check out these dates and um, get the early bird price. Yeah, I mean, the the, the London one, I think, you know what I mean, I'm going to go as hard as humanly possible to give people the best information that I could possibly give. Yeah, that's all you can do really, isn't it? Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> any questions you throw at me, I'm just going to answer. I'm not going to go for the... I can't say yay or nay to this. I'm just going to go for it. And if people ask well, me you know what, questions, Dave, that, that's that's a great uh, advance that you and I have of uh, not being part of a big corporation. We can actually say what we want to say when we want to say it, as long as it's legal, <laughs> yeah. uh, relatively legal. <laughs> but uh, you know that that's what I enjoy so much about running my own little company and uh, not being able to. Not not having to conform to any any corporate policies. Yeah, for the people that have downloaded this on the podcast, the SMX website is searchmarketingexpo.com. Okay. Yep, that's You'll right. Find all the details on there. We have a busy uh, couple of guys in the engineering room in Miami doing all the research for us, so they just came up with the address. <laughs> Yeah, we should put them to the test, you know what I mean? It's like, where's the best place to buy? Uh, <laughs> and see how quick they can... One of them has to use Yahoo, one of them has to use Google, and Darren has to use the power of his brain. And we'll see where we, we come out of that. There was a question that came in from the chat room saying, um, from chinasearchads.com, how do people profitably use SMX? It's kind of an interesting question. Well, I guess, you know, it's it's about networking to most people. And then to some people, and I guess for, for me, actually, this time, there was a couple of sessions that, that I found really good uh, just sitting into them and listening to them. Um, I usually don't go much to sessions on, on the other conferences anymore, but um, to me, it's mostly about the network. And at least I think to most people, it's, it's a big deal. It, it's a big part of it, the network part. And I guess that's why, why you enjoy going to the conferences too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like people talk about things like, oh, the, the old boys club and the, the people at the top of the game, their, their little networks of buddies and stuff like this. It's like these old boys clubs and these people at the top of the games, yeah, this is where we meet, you know what I mean? And it's like once you've met at these places, you you either, A, become a part of that old boys network or you don't. It's it's totally down to how you act and interact with the people that are there. You know what I mean? It's like, and 
I think that most people that I've met over time in the, the conference scene, that I, I do honestly give them my email address and say, look, you want to ask me a question, you've got a problem, you drop me a line, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's not me trying to find new clients or anything like that. It's just that if you've sat down, had a few beers with a guy, and you've had a, a good laugh and a good joke with them, and if you can help them out, then you do. I mean, and sometimes I will look at um, people I've met in the conferences and think, hey, I'm going to admit, this guy can most probably help me out with this specific problem. You know what I mean? Like if I need to get into a marketplace, I don't know, in Australia, you know what I mean? Or in Russia or Poland or the Czech Republic, you know what I mean? It's like you will meet somebody at these conferences, yeah, that's in that marketplace, and as long as, like, totally, like, not dick brains, that, like, it's my industry, no one can come in there and play in there, you know what I mean? It's a big marketplace, you know what I mean? It's like that some of my best friends are my competitors, and we work with them, you know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? We share ideas. We sit by the bar and we tell people, you know what I mean, what do I, what do I need to do, you know what I mean? How do I get into um, Bayou, you know what I mean? What, what, I, I don't have time to research this search engine. Give me five pointers that will set me in the right path, yeah, that I can go A, B, C, D, E, away we go. Yeah, that's all I need to know. You know what I mean? And people will tell you that. I've made great yeah, and, friends and, with and, you. And, and I, I heard from a lot of people that went to one of these conferences for the first time, whether it be search engine strategies or pop conferences or, or this SMX, um, that come back and say, I spent some time going through the, the, the notes that I took at the conference, I applied all the good tips that I got at the conference, and now, just a few weeks after the conference is over, I'm, I, I improved my, my income on my web shop, or I improved my revenues on my, my AdSense uh, publish, uh, uh, publishing and whatever, and, and I made up for the entire cost of going to the conference. I heard that more than once. I heard that actually yes. several times. Uh, so I think that if you if you if you can learn from these sessions and you can pick up uh, and, and ideas from socializing with with, with people uh, between sessions, um, and you apply that when you get home, you you will probably have a good profit out of conference. Um, I would say. Yeah, I mean, take um, the, the people I use to buy links from, um, authoritydomains.com. I met those people at a conference, you know what I mean? The, they became my friends, and over time they became my trusted friends. And because they are my trusted friends, I feel that I can give them <laughs> clients and things like that, that I can say, look, I need a link building strategy for this. Go do it. This is my budget. And I know that they, A, ain't going to rip me off, and B, they're not going to fuck it up. You know what I mean? And that, to me, is more important than anything. Um, I used to work for a repair company, okay? And at the time, we were most probably, in the UK, one of the best repair companies for computer printers in Europe. We had contracts with, like, Hewlett-Packard, IBM, all the major manufacturers. We helped their workshops out. We had a problem the the courier company that we used, yeah, kept breaking things. 
Now, we spent a lot of money in the way that we packed them, shock tests. We put shock boxes on them so we knew if it had been dropped, if it had gone red, send it straight back. We, You know what I mean? Don't even open it. All this kind of stuff. The biggest complaint that we used to get yeah, was that because we picked that courier company, our whole service looked bad. Yeah? Yeah. Now, I kept that in my philosophy of being an SEO. The people that I use within the industry, I can trust that they're not going to break something on the way. Yeah, They're not working out of a, a little sweatshop in... Singapore, just banging away the keyboard with no passion for what they're doing. Yeah, the people that I work with, yeah, really do a great job, um, and the people that I have in house do a really good job. You know what I mean? It's it's how people like me stay on top of the game, um, and this you can't, you know what I mean? You can't let your reputation be damaged by outsourcing cheaply um, and just if you think that you're getting ripped off on something yeah just really truly look at the service that you're actually buying in yeah when you when you've bought that yeah and you're still ranking and your competitors have slipped by the wayside yeah just put a value on overpaying for a service just for a second yeah um you will soon reap the benefits of it, I promise you. There was one uh, session that I like to point out in uh, at SMX that was, there was actually, there was a lot of sessions that had completely new titles. That's what I, what I like about uh, Danny and Chris. They're, they're creative enough to rethink the whole idea about how a conference should be labeled. So, I would say just about every single session had a new title and a different description than what we've seen on any other conference um, forever. And and one of the sessions were actually very different than, than what we've seen before. It was a session titled Give It Up. And uh, um, the idea um, came from the fact that so often when Danny goes to the conferences, uh, people give him these tips, you know, about things, you know, did you know that if you do this or that, you know, you get this or that uh, benefit? Little things, you know, that that hardly anybody knows about or only a very few people knows about. And one of the examples you uh, Danny used uh, to promote this session was, do you remember back when there was this priority keyword with Yahoo directory? Um, yeah. Like many years ago, uh, maybe like 99 or 98 or something was very long time ago. There was a secret keyword you could use when you applied for, uh, or when you submitted a site for the Yahoo directory. If you if you use this keyword, um, you would get into a priority queue and be um, uh, handled uh, a lot faster than than all the other sites. Only very few people knew about this. It wasn't really discussed in the forums or anything. Not in, in open forums anyway. And and for a long long time, it was it was working, and only very few people knew about it. So this session, give it up was all about each and, 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 and every speaker on the, on, the, um, on the panel was going to give up uh, a secret of some kind. Maybe not a secret, but something, you know, that they think works well for them and that they don't think too many people know about. So that was, that was the title of the, 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 the session, but there was some special, uh, uh, special rules about this session. Uh, Danny set up the rules that the, the session was uh, going to be secret, so they were not going to be allowed any kind of blocking from the session. Uh, none of the attendees were allowed to uh, talk about the session, the content of the session in any public forums. Um, and the search engines would not be allowed into the session. 
unless, that is, that the surgeons themselves, and specifically Matt, of course, was pointed out, unless they gave up a secret. If, that, if they did that, they, they would be allowed into the session. Now, uh, in the beginning of the session, Danny, uh, 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 I think he was kind of pressured by the, the, for her, the whole first row uh, in all the session was taken by, by live blockers. And they, they seemed a little disgruntled by the fact that they couldn't do live blocking from this very interesting session. So, so uh, Danny uh, approached the panel with the idea that the bloggers could block but not release it before after 30 days. So um, the whole panel said, that's fine. You know, so we went ahead with that idea, and he, he told the, the, the bloggers and everybody that nothing must be said outside this room for the next 30 days. So that's really all I can tell about that session because it hasn't been 30 days yet, and I'm not going to be one to break it. As it was pointed out to the, to the bloggers on the first row, I think it was actually Oilman that pointed out to the bloggers that, you know, usually it's a very bad idea to, um, to mess up with an SEO because he can, he can do a lot of damage to you, and you certainly don't want to mess up with a panel of nine very good SEOs. <laughs> so no, kind of I think I think the bloggers got the got the uh, a very clear picture. <laughs> anyway, I haven't seen any blogging about that session. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if it if it comes up. I was one of the panelists, um, so maybe we can go back to talk about what was on that session in a couple of weeks. Yeah, now be be interesting to to look at what was. Obviously, I wasn't there. I don't know what was talked about. Um, me and Danny did the daily search cast mm, last week, and he did kind of indicate that Matt had given a secret that wasn't working on Google anymore, but could be still working on Yahoo and MSN. Yeah. I worked out straight away what that was. <laughs> I didn't say what it was. I kept the embargo, but as soon as he said it, I, I am Danny, and was like, is it this? And Danny was like, damn, yeah, kind of. <laughs> So I'm not going to give it away, but yeah, that is like it's stuff that people, unless you are a reverse engineer, yeah, that tests a lot of stuff, you would never find that. Um, and I think that's the benefit of going for these kind of things. Um, and one real big top tip when you go to these things, don't sit down with the people who are at the top of their game and say, give me a Give me a hint. Give me a clue. What can I do? You know what I mean? It's just not that easy. You know what I mean? It's like, if I give you a hint on something that's working for a specific, specific industry, and you're not in that industry because, hey, you're not going to tell me what industry is because you're too scared, yeah? If you don't tell me and I give you the wrong advice, yeah, you're going to get burned. You know what I mean? If you're in the Viagra industry, hey, you can do pretty much anything. If you're in the, I don't know, travel industry, you've got to be a little bit more careful about the way you do things. And some things will work for one industry and works fantastically. In the other industry, they just won't work at all. Um, so if you want us to be open with you, yeah, be open with us. You know what I mean? It's like, and just come out and ask the specific question. Uh, things like, Look, I I sell Toshiba Forda copies online, and I'm getting my ass kicked by this guy that's doing A, B, C, D, E. Yeah? And it's like, okay, well, don't do C, 
C and E because that got a pass in 2002. If you did it today, you would get burned. And that's a lot of things that people don't realize. When they look at what's going on in the search, they'll look at the competitors. What you need to really do is look at your competitors and when they did these things. Things like link exchanges. At one time, used to work fantastically, and you got a free pass from it. Yeah, And then the industry moves on and things happen. Google just doesn't look at the things that your website is doing today. It looks historically yeah, over the things you've done over many, many years. Yeah, What happened five years ago yeah, won't work today. Does that nope. make, I think that makes sense, doesn't it, Mikkel? I think another, another good advice is listen to learn. Because the thing is that I often run into, I, I wouldn't say it's a very high percentage of, of attendees, but I do run into these attendees every time now, now and then that clearly are out on one of these conferences for the first time and meeting a lot of these SEOs that they should really learn from and listen to. And instead they're trying to enforce some stupid little idea they have about how everything works and how they kind of worked out this magic uh, way of doing SEO and, and that you know, pushing it and pushing it instead of just, you know, listening. Like there was this guy that came to me at a conference with like thousands and thousands of domains that he just purchased with stupid names on and, and no history and nothing and and couldn't understand why I was kind of a little bit negative on how to make money on 10,000 nonsense domains that were brand new, you know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, things like that, you know. Listen to learn instead of, of, of pushing uh, your ideas. I mean, you can always push your ideas when you get back home. But listen to what other people have to say uh, might be good advice. <laughs> yeah. Some. And if you take something like on the lines like, I most probably have, I don't know, 10 to 15 money-making ideas a month. I don't have time to do all of that. Yeah? Um... I will share those. You know what I mean? I will come up and say, this needs to be done or this needs to be done. Yeah? And if you do those things, you will make money. I just don't have time to do it. And the rewards mightn't be fantastic in someone's books. You know what I mean? It's like, if you said, this, this idea will earn you $60,000 a year, to a guy that's earning $20,000 a year, that's a lot of money. To a guy that's earning $600,000 a year, it's not so much money. To a guy that's earning $1.6 million a month, it's pocket change. Yeah? So you've got to look at everything from where your perspective is. Yeah? Um, if that makes sense. Yeah? It does. I think that and, we're going to have to wind this up shortly, I think. I'm sure I saw yeah, an I, IM I, flash I think we're running way over time, but... Um, wind it up, wind it up. Good talk going. <laughs> Yeah. Timing spit a bit off today, let's just say that. Yeah, uh, I know a few of you out there had problems with the live feed, and uh, the producer promised that the show is going to be ready for download in just 30 minutes, which is a rush. So um, if you didn't get to hear the full show, you can go to the archives and download it in about 30 minutes. I think uh, um, that's all we're going to do for today, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, just uh, one last thing that I wanted to mention, that um, obviously Vanessa Fox has left Google. Um, I think she'll be missed. I think she'll be missed big style. 
honestly, I had her pegged, yeah, for when Matt leaves, that she would step into that role. Um, I just can't see anyone that can step into that role now. Yep. I think that's uh, a big loss. Yeah. But it is. She's, she's, she was one of the good guys, and she Definitely. will be missed. She will? She will. Yeah. But people okay. move on, and that's um, how it is, and we will move on too, and we will be back next week, next Monday, live again. So, um, oh, again. yes. See you all. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye.